Hello, I'm Kevin. And I'm Mike. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we're taking a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of the 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Hey guys, welcome back. This is part three of our dissection of Big Trouble in Little China. In this episode, Mike and I are going to discuss uh, the gang war between the Chang Sing and the Wing Kong all the way through the the good guys uh, developing their plan to break Miao Yin out of... Uh, Get him away from the evil clutches of the bad guys. Miao <laughs> <laughs> Yin. It opens basically... Uh, with both these gangs just like charging at each other, like Braveheart style. And, uh, it's just like all out, you know, bonzo action, right? For this being like a John Carpenter martial arts film, not a lot of the uh, actors in this movie are known for their martial arts. Like none of them have like <laughs> this huge martial arts background that, that you would, that you can think of. Um, like we had t- discussed earlier that Jackie Chan, was uh, supposed to play the Wang Chi character. And if he had done that, then that would have probably been the biggest martial arts star in this film at no the doubt. time. But, uh, yeah, I've always thought this was interesting, that these are literally just Asian actors, like, performing martial arts. Or not all of them, but a lot of them. Obviously, they're the stunt actors that are, right. are you know, doing their thing. But, like, a lot of the main cast are not known for their martial arts. Yeah, basically, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of those stuntmen and the extras are, like, they had skills. But, yeah, none of the characters whose names you really know are are big martial arts guys. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. I mean, it is a lot of, like, short takes. No, like, real drawn-out, like, choreographed. Yeah. Big, you know, I fights it, that you imagine. If they gave me, if they trained me up for five months, I bet you I could do some of that stuff. I could hold a pole <laughs> the right way. I could, hold, like, especially if I was like younger. <laughs> that's what's weird is a lot of this is just like dudes swinging clubs and axes yeah. and stuff like that at each other. And I could fire a gun. That <laughs> wouldn't be very hard at all. So, what are those shiny metallic like pipe things that both guys, both sides seem to have? They're what? not like, I don't know. They're not even. They're not like lead mm. pipes or anything. They're real shiny. I thought that they were the, the the poles that were holding up the coffin. Right. So I don't know if they're like a traditional uh, okay. Asian martial arts weapon. Um, there like, seem to be like a lot more of them, though. Than yeah. There were, you know, but maybe it's just that like movie magic. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure they have a name. I just don't know what that is. They were breaking legs with those things. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Also, I did think that there was like a lot of like disparity in the weapons but every every person sort of seemed to pair off with somebody that had the same like weapon as them mm-hmm. like you didn't see a dude with a knife or a axe going at like a guy with his bare hands it was like some guys were hand to hand some guys were like two of those pipes or some yeah. guys was like blades maybe that's because they didn't a lot of these guys didn't know <laughs> any martial arts so it would have been easy to like Hey, hey, Bruce Lee, we're, we're going to have you fight these five guys and they all have nunchucks and swords like, you know, to go do your thing. Like they didn't do this in this movie because nobody knew how to combat like different martial arts styles. There were some gruesome, like broken bones. Oh, yeah. Scene. You, you, you were mentioning the arm part. Gets you. Yeah. So there's this uh, one part where uh, a character in that big fight gets his arm like broken backwards 
and this movie came out when I was like 15 years old. And you know how you see a film and it just sticks, something sticks with you and you can never really kind of get over it. Yeah. Like I watched Creepshow when I was like a little kid and that movie still scares me, although it's like a comedy now. Well, in this movie, one of the actors gets his arm broken like in this backwards way. And to this day, I cannot watch that scene. Just really? can't, can't like every single time I either you turn away, I turn away or I look at <laughs> I look at something else. I, I always know exactly when that scene's about to come up because I'm just like, does the broken leg part get broken you? leg doesn't get me doesn't, so much. Okay. The broken arm does. And I, I can't explain it. I don't know why. It's just one of those weird things. There's a moment that I notice every single time. And you were saying you didn't really notice where like two guys are fighting. One guy's got a sword and one guy's got sort of like a big knife. And the dude with the knife, like, knocks the guy down and just stabs him right in the dick. <laughs> so, he, he, I never, I didn't notice that. Because, first of all, I think I know what scene you're talking about. And do they actually show it? Yeah. Okay. He comes down with both hands, like, on the handle and, like... Gotcha. Just brings it down with all his weight. It was, like, so over the top that they drop in an insert shot of uh, mm -hmm. of Jack and Wang like, like oh. reacting to it. They're like, ooh. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I bet you I don't realize that because it's probably close to the broken arm scene yeah, that I don't want to see. And I'm, and I'm always just like looking away when it actually happens. Now, in most movies, maybe like that's where, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Bruce Willis would have dropped a one-liner in like when someone got stabbed, you know, below the belt. <laughs> like that's that stick around yeah. or... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I don't know any dick one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dudes are getting, like, slammed into walls, like, curb stomped or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, it's just getting their man's... heads run into walls or through windows. This is stuntman's paradise. It's, like, it's over-the-top gratuitous violence, which it's... This is really probably, like, the biggest... I think this might have more violence than the action scene at the end of the movie, even. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, like, a higher body count. I would agree. Uh, just because we do see more people... At the end of the movie, you don't really see like the aftermath. In this uh -huh. scene, you see it. Like you see the bodies on the ground. You see the broken bones. You see the guy getting stabbed. Yeah. In the, in the dick. You don't really <laughs> see all that. Like the end of the movie, the actually, the, I think the fight at the end of the movie is so much bigger that they don't have time and editing to kind of show all that. And Aliong, like he picks a dude up on his shoulders and sort of like Samoan drops him through yeah, a window. Like a it's w like a wrestling move. Yeah, I was about to say that's like a WWE oh, wrestling yeah. move. I, I definitely remember that. I, I don't know what how that glass works when they do that, but it uh -huh. how, uh -huh. how he breaks into that glass. But I thought that was kind of cool. We get the first chance to see the uh, see the Chang Sing like flashing that hand signal at each other. It's yeah. a weird little like hand gesture, like one finger up and like making an L or whatever with your with your thumb and your finger. Yeah, because I think at that part of the movie, the Chang Sing are, are winning the battle. Like, yeah, and yeah. they're kind of like, oh yeah, look, they're they're showing off whatever they're. I guess they're they're okay. We're okay, or everything's good, it's or like everything's all right. Sign. Yeah, it's like I'm a game sign. Yeah, so they're flashing that sign around, and and then like everything's okay, and then out of nowhere comes the three oh, storms. Right? Yeah. Like there's a big puff of smoke and weird green flames, mm -hmm. and this dude just like drops down right with a giant straw hat on, mm -hmm. and then another dude with same clothes comes in, and a dude like drops down from the sky like riding a lightning bolt yeah yeah, down. yeah so that's where we're introduced to the three storms it's uh thunder rain and lightning that's a good intro yeah that was a, yeah, that's a, that's that's a good like badass epic. intro <laughs> these dudes are badass right oh I yeah mean, like Th we, I, I think probably w wouldn't you say that thunder rain and lightning are 
the things that you remember the most about this movie. Yeah, I mean, you got like the main bad guy, Lo Pan, but he's not like a fighter. Like, yeah, that. I don't remember him as much, nearly as much as I remember those three. Those and three these characters. dudes, are, like, are definitely you know superhuman or mm-hmm. supernatural or whatever, right? Yeah, they're like some kind of a Chinese mythological characters. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know like the history of them. I, I don't know if there even is a history. I don't know if they were created specifically for this film or if there is something deeper than that. But when they're introduced, it was like, whoa, that's that's pretty cool. You know, these guys are a big deal. Yeah, I, 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 if they were to do a spinoff of, I would watch that movie. I'd just watch about these guys, just about those three guys. Okay, absolutely. I don't, I don't know how they would do it. Like, you know, through <laughs> their backstory, how they were became like the three storms and how they had to fight because i I imagine they were probably good at some point and then they got got with lopan and he kind of like you know like like darth Darth vader okay but yeah i think their 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 uh powers are so simple yet so cool like they Uh basically control the weather with inside themselves like thunder has the ability to kind of blow himself up he doesn't control like anything outside of no. himself. What about you know? rain? Does he even have a power? He, I guess, he controls the rain, but you never see that as a, a power. Like, That's you like never not see, really a useful yeah power to have either. You never see like uh, a scene where water rushes up and or like the rain gets really heavy and washes somebody away or, or something like that. Lightning, I think, is the most obvious power. Yeah. So, like to me, when I was little, like lightning always seemed like. He's the most badass, and therefore, I guess, like, he must be the leader. He's also the last one to arrive. But, like, on on watching it now, it seems like Thunder's, like, the guy in charge, right? I've always felt that Thunder was the one who went in charge of everything like that. And Lightning's kind of like the badass hitman. Okay. <laughs> He's like the badass <laughs> assassin. Um, Raiden from Mortal Kombat we think is loosely based on lightning. I mean, he's got to be like, he's yeah. got the same sort of skill set. He's got the same look with the big, with the big hat yeah. down over his eyes. It looks the, completely similar. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I was saying just before we started rolling, like maybe that's some sort of character or like a trope in Chinese mythology Could or whatever. Be. But I mean, there's no doubt that, Mortal Kombat yeah. had to have been inspired to create that character Absolutely. based off of this guy. I didn't realize that the Tongs were were real. Like I didn't know that yeah. those were like a real Chinese gangs, and so it, they did their research when they wrote this script. So uh, that is very possible that Lightning, Thunder, and Rain are based on some characters in um, Chinese mythology. I can't remember. I can't remember Rain's backstory. But on the commentary, I know John Carpenter said that the the guy who plays Lightning was like a model. You can tell he's like a handsome dude. Yeah, I can and see that. And then um, then they said the guy who played Thunder was like a big movie star in Hong Kong. Yeah. And something he uh, he either was Hong Kong police or he trained Hong Kong police. Yeah, I'm, yeah I remember. So maybe story. maybe he's like a real martial artist. I don't know what. Or maybe he's like something else. I don't know what he's training him in. I think between the three, he was the most prolific with martial arts. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, why would you have hired like three well-known, well-established martial artists to play those roles? Yeah. Like, just think of all the things that you could have done with those characters if you had done that. And just from business, like, you make a lot more money overseas if it's like, Jackie Chan mm-hmm. and Jet Li and you yeah. know this guy or whatever, you, right? Uh, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and I don't know when Bruce Lee died, but <laughs> Bruce Lee, <laughs> Bruce Lee, they were the three dead. storms and the ghost of Bruce Lee. Well, and this movie was made eighty six, so he uh, might not. No, have been. I, I, don't I think know. he died in the in the seventies. I'm not sure. I, I can't. I 
We'll we have to look it up. We'll have to look that up. But for fans' sake, say that it was Jackie Chan, Jet Li, right. and the biggest and Bruce three Lee. dudes at the time. Yeah, like that would have had to have been the probably the biggest movie of the year in China. And I'm not sure, like, if they were really worried. Like, you know, these days they literally have scenes in movies that are made specifically for like overseas markets. Uh huh. I don't know if they were even concerned about that kind of stuff back in 1986. They were just like, we're going to make this as an American film, and, and it, we hope it sells here. And if it makes some money over in China, that's that's great, but we're not really concerned about that. I feel like you don't cast a big Hong Kong star who can barely speak English unless you think that that might give you some, you know, some credibility or whatever overseas. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, we, At the end of the day, we don't know, but that's I choose to believe that they, yeah, that they I think sort the, of cast him because he was a a known commodity mm-hmm. in the Chinese market. I've never heard of the guy before. No, I mean he wasn't <laughs> like he never broke through over here like a Chow Yun Fat or something. None, like none of those guys did. Nah. Yeah, which is funny to say Chow Yun Fat because he's not really known for being a martial, martial arts, arts guy. He's just shoot him up. He's just shoot him up guy. So after that, that's when we are introduced to like the real low pan because like Jack because uh, Wang is like, look, we got to get the hell out of here because this is this shit just got real. Well, like the dudes, the good guys, I guess the good gangsters like shoot like they all of a sudden they have guns again that they weren't using in the battle, but they're shooting at the storms and like they just hit nothing. It seemed like no yeah. reaction. Like that was something like straight out of the Matrix for me. It's like these sort of supernatural Guy, like, you know, like the Merovingians dudes in the mm-hmm. second one. It's like all these like sort of whatever yeah. leftovers from another time or something like that. Yeah, they don't really show what happens. Like they just you can see the guys firing at them. And, and they just don't hit them. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I think that both the the both groups start right. firing at they them. They both seem afraid. of. Yeah, so guys. they're both afraid of them. But you don't see like where the bullets go like there wasn't like that special effect shot where the bullets are kind of like ping ping bouncing like off bouncing them, off yeah. of them or like disappearing That's why I or... think they're like almost like ghosts like a uh, low pan like I don't think that they're physical humans I would I would agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that they physically get into a fight with people right. so how do they yeah. go in between maybe they can sort of choose yeah or not to I, I think touched. they're I think it's possible that they are physically there and they're just not affected by the bullets. They got these like these three knives that they pull out that sort of like float through Mm -hmm. the air up into their hand or whatever. And they do this like in in sync, like front Mm -hmm. flip and throw the knives and take three dudes out. And then they break out these other whole sets of weapons like. That seems like a waste of energy, though, because they only really killed three guys with, with, I, I with those knives. You know, I can't even remember what Thunder's weapon is, but Rain had, like, those two little, like, claws that were on, um, what like, Thunders? poles. I think Thunder's was just, like, a knife. Like, oh, yeah, it was, like, a, it was whatever, um, it wasn't a sigh. It was, like, that knife with the sort of curved yeah, yeah, blade yeah. around the handle yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, Lightning had those like spinning. Of course, he has, the he had the coolest weapon, weapon too. That's why for weapon. me is like, oh, he's the leader. He's the dude in charge. But yeah, but I don't think he actually is the leader now that I look back on. And it. and maybe he's just the best skill. He's the best stuff. Yeah, he yeah. has the coolest stuff. But I mean, when they every single time they show the three, they always show Thunder first. Like uh-huh. Thunder when they start walking towards everybody, Thunder's in the lead. I'm they always sure show Thunder first. I think he's the only one who gets to talk. I think yeah, I think movie. he's the only one that really talks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, he's and we'll get to it later on in the movie, but it's kind of obvious that he's Lopan's right hand man. Yeah, like all no every all the uh, directions from Lopan go through Thunder. So Wang has like seen enough 
of this at this point. He tells Jack, we got to get out of here. Wayne, know, Wayne knows <laughs> what's up. He knows what he the, knows these three. He knows these three. He knows yeah. what's up. So um, Jack, you know, guns the Pork Chop Express and they start driving. And the dudes each sort of sidestep the the thing like a matador. And I think I don't I can't remember who's last in I line. It was Probably lightning. lightning. He like flies. Yeah. Up in the he just flies up just into the air yeah. and like flips over the entire big rig. And that's when Lopan is standing there, like full, tall, like <laughs> weird, like elaborate, you know, uh, mm-hmm. costume, very extravagant. I think they they described it as like a Manchurian. In the costume, co- the costume design. The, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, what exactly that means. It's yeah, like a yeah. region of China, but I guess that's just like traditional wear. I remember hearing something that the costume designer said about uh-huh. making of the of the costumes in this movie and how intricate it was. And then I think the protesters like thought it was racially insensitive or like a stereotype or something was? that he looked like that. Uh, yeah, but it, I mean, I think he's supposed to be a holdover from you know a thousand years ago or whatever. So how do you make a movie like that with Chinese? symbolisms and and art uh-huh. and costumes without making it too asian you know like maybe how do you... maybe you got like a john woo or ang lee directing it and then it's like oh well it's got an asian director i guess but is that the only difference that that because that... i mean now that you have john woo, we look at not, the movie okay. like i don't really i mean this could be like white privilege but i don't see anything like that they did in the movie that was like seemed racist or disrespectful. Sometimes you just don't even know what's racist until somebody points it out to you. Like there could have been just a ton of stuff in this movie that was like in your face racist to the Asian culture that we just didn't pick up on. But I think that John Carpenter did a really good job of hiring somebody Mm -hmm. to, to watch out for stuff like that. Yeah. And so they basically just take the truck straight at Lopan and like, in actuality, we see the truck hit him, like thud into him, and he yeah. f- they like, feel it's it. knocked right down, right? They, they feel it. That's why they stop. But then, like, they get out to look for the body, which I really don't know why. Like, <laughs> yeah, you no, you tried to hit him. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh man, I can't believe I hit him. I, I would have kept going too. And and then Lopan is just standing there behind the truck. Yeah, yeah. Like he's back up and and wh- whatever. And Jack's checking him out, and and um, Lopan like shoots some kind of like. Flash out of his eyes and his mouth too. Yeah, out of his f- eyes and his mouth. Which and we'll was, see. He, he does that trick regularly, right? Like he I does that a few times. I think. I'm, I, I'm, he, probably, he probably does it later on in the movie. But yeah, it blinds Jack. It's like super bright. Yeah. And Wayne grabs him and sort of pulls him off down another alley. Yeah. And this is where Jack loses his truck because yeah, they should. I don't know. Understand why they got out of the like. I'm, yeah. I'm the guy that's like the horror movie. Like, why are you still in the house? Like <laughs> when the ghost tells you to leave. Like, like, why did you get out of the truck? Yeah, I mean, you, you knew the... you tried to hit him. Like, I don't know why you're all of a sudden like concerned about his well being or whatever. And, if, and Wang should have known. Yeah, like he Wang should have definitely known. No, don't get out the truck. We need to keep yeah. moving. So, but now Jack's blind, so they can't really drive away. So I, I assume Wang doesn't know how to drive the truck. Yeah, you they know? just so yeah they sort of run off down an alley. And, it's uh, almost like a maze too. Like they run down several different little alleyways, yeah. and all, I don't know if they are just lost or they just can't find their way back to the truck because they run and they run down one part, they run into the Lords of Death, yeah, and then they run into another well, part, and they're on the back side of the the fight with the the uh-huh. chain, the three storms. I do love how some like Wang splashing some puddle water in Jack's face like cures the blindness. <laughs> yeah, maybe if they had done it to Han Solo and uh, Return of the mean, Jedi. <laughs> how much money? Would it take for you to let me splash some like dirty Chinatown alley puddle water in your eyes? 
uh, however much money Kurt Russell made <laughs> to make this movie. That is not like I'm sure this was like purified, oh, filtered yeah. Fuji water or whatever on well, the that set. Was a, that was a set, yeah. But, but like in real life, how is splashing some nasty ass puddle water gonna maybe the back, for blindness? Maybe the bacteria that was like in that like <laughs> that ramen noodles you, and everything. He might have his vision back, but he's probably gonna have like some serious whatever. Pink he, eye he's got or, he's he can see, but now he's got glaucoma. <laughs> Yeah, they, they run into the Lords of Death, then they keep running. They wind up like sort of on the backside of the battle where the, the three storms are just like killing everybody. Oh, yeah, everybody. they're just whooping ass. Who are these dudes who thought it was a good idea to, to stick around and try to fight the three it's storms? The three like, it seemed like most guys ran away, and then there were some guys who were like, nah, man, like let's go toe-to-toe with these guys. I don't even know why the three storms came here. Like, what was their point of coming here? Because we know why, Lo, we know what Lopan wants, and what Lopan wants is not there. You know? Yeah, like he that's wants true. To I don't know why, yeah, I don't know why why they decided to get involved in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a weird, I mean, it was a cool scene, but I mean, it doesn't make any sense. The Wing Kong is like Lopan's gang in human form, like his, his natural world businesses, like he's, they're his, like, his whatever, his yeah. soldiers. So maybe he didn't want to see his soldiers get wiped out. So is uh, Lopan one of those like leaders that's like, kill them, kill them all, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like in Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark, <laughs> where it's like, wait a minute, I'm going to shoot both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice my own man just to kill these guys, too. Um, I, yeah, because it never made any sense to me why they're actually there it, it, other than just to whoop some ass. Were they there to meet the Lords of Death? Like maybe because the Lords they of Death the are area. the Lords of Death are right there, so that that can't be like a coincidence. I don't know? even think because the Lords of Death just give the girl over though to the brothel or whatever. So well, but we never see that happen, so that uh, we don't yeah. ever know when that happens. The girl could have still been there in like that car, like she could have been. True, that's where they took. That's I where assume they t- she. It's so little time had passed. I assume she was probably yeah. Still in the they car. were following the uh, Lords of Death to that spot. And so there's no way they had time to take her from that spot to the brothel. So she had to have still been in that car. Like, I don't even know, like, I guess we'd have to go back and see, but I don't even know if they show a shot of her, like being taken out of the car or something like that. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. Cause I would, I would think Wang would have tried to go after her or something like that. Wang and Jack, like just dive through a window and, uh, they like land on a strategically placed mattress Oh, that was yeah. pretty lucky, right? Yeah. Um, and there's some other uh, members of the good gang hanging out in there. Yeah, the, the Chang. The Chang Sang. The Chang Sang. And then well, I think Wang is like wanting them to leave, but Jack's very concerned about getting his truck back. And then they, I guess he convinces them. I think someone starts coming down into the basement and they yeah, run we, off. But they crawl through these like weird brick tunnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure. Does that... I don't have any idea what that was supposed to be. So... Going back a little bit, like I wonder who came downstairs. Like it we could have been more good guys. <laughs> they could have been more backup. We'd, like they never really. They just start running. Yeah. Like we have, we don't have we have no idea who started running down the steps because it wasn't the three storms. We know that for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm a little confused as like who's battling who. Like there was this there was there was literally four different groups at that point. There's the three storms. There's the Chang Sing, yeah. the Wing Kong. Kong, and the Lords of Death. Lords of Death. So there's yeah, four yeah. different groups there. And the Lords of Death, you haven't seen them fight at that point, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did fight. Right. I mean, even if it's like whatever, the mm-hmm. switchblades and yeah. guns or whatever. Now we got Wang and Jack are like walking back to the restaurant in the rain. And um, this is the first like really good look. I think we get at Jack's costume, which is like a pretty iconic costume. He's got like these just... 
the tightest jeans you can imagine. And some like knee high, like sort of leather or suede, like moccasins. Some, moc- some knee high um, moccasins, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he's got that tank top with like the Asian like sort of symbols yeah. and like drawing like a, like almost like a comic strip or yeah. something. On. I, I wear tank tops and jeans now because of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moccasins? Uh, not moccasins. No. But I don't know if I can find any that would fit. <laughs> he's talking about like he got those moccasins custom made in Aspen or something really? like that. Yeah. He said his son also has a pair now. That's that one of those things that seems really cool like in a movie, but uh-huh. like he would net like if Never. you saw somebody walking down the street wearing like knee-high moccasins like a dude <laughs> like d- definitely not in the rain yeah <laughs> suede yeah that'd be a little weird but man, it was 86 and we see like this is basically the costume he was wearing basically for the rest of the movie at least when he's like going into action or whatever well he does have a he has a pretty significant costume change in the uh, next yeah in the next scene but um anyway they're back at the restaurant and like Jack has got this ridiculous like purple silk robe on. Yeah. That he's talking. But that's you do see his like his clothes are hanging up on a line in the back. Mm-hmm, like they mm-hmm. must have run them through the wash or something like yeah. that. They're drying them out. Um but that robe is like too much. Yeah, I don't it, it doesn't do you think, I mean, whose robe was that? Oh, it seems like it's a, a, a female robe. Definitely. I, I got and the like, feeling it was a female's robe. So I don't think it could be weighing like I mean his girl just showed up. So yeah. unless he had like a side piece or something coming through. Yeah, there. I, Maybe I, it's Uncle Chu. Uncle Chu's woman? I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate to go out on a limb and say that they were in like a Chinese laundry and he just kind of took it from that. Uh, but they were in the kitchen at the they restaurant. They were in the kitchen of the yeah. restaurant. So I have no idea. No, I do. I imagine that Wang like lives above the restaurant. Like yeah. in my mind, that's the scenario. But whose who's, uh, robe is that? That's a good you question. Know, he's probably had a woman or two. It's yeah. actually probably a good thing he's got it because I would think that uh, Meow Yin would be upset to see another <laughs> female's robe <laughs> in the house. Right. Um, Jack says something really interesting when he was in that having that conversation on the phone. He's talking about how everything's going kind of nuts and everything like that. And he says something like, uh, people are flying around on wires. I thought that was a cool line because this is like a, a, a basically a karate movie, and karate movies are known for their wire fights. Yeah, um, especially like the Hong Kong flick. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Hidden Dragon, uh, Crouching Tiger. Tiger. Like that's yeah. a really famous uh, wire fighting and movie. I'm sure that the Three Storms, like when they're flying around and stuff, absolutely. were absolutely on wires yeah. and harnesses. And it's, it's called Wire Foo, actually. Like a okay. wire, uh, you know, a combination of wire movement and Kung That's Fu. That's just for movies or do they actually yeah. like... It's like a it's like a genre. They don't have like tournaments where they're fighting No, I don't wires think they like have that. like actual wire fights, <laughs> but like it's, just, it's like a genre of movies yeah. that we've all seen. It's like those mystical, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. supernatural... So like a Matrix or whatever, yeah, you know, but, stole, stole that style. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think even uh, one of the Austin Powers movies makes fun of it. Like, uh, with, yeah, with, I do uh, remember Fat that. Bastard, he makes fun oh, of the wire Oh, wire fights. broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, the only reason I think that's cool is because, again, this was 1986. And going back and thinking about it, that was probably one of the first times... I've ever heard anybody mention wire fighting in a in yeah. a kind of a movie context, especially for like an American movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably something that had been around for since the '60s or something like that. But I had never heard of it before, so that that was probably like a really cool introduction to wire, mm-hmm. the, what it was called in this movie. It's a really quickly paced scene because you got Jack is on the phone, so half of what he's saying is like to the insurance company. And then the other half is like he's talking to Uncle Chu. That's mm-hmm. Wang's uncle. Yeah. I guess who helps him run the restaurant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's like a bunch of different conversations all overlapping. Got Chu is like, China is here. <laughs> and then I always stuck with me that Jack is like, 
what the hell? He's like, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't even know what the hell that means. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of when people talk to me very cryptically. Like, <laughs> just like, just tell me what just it is you're talking about. <laughs> what is going? What is going on? But yeah, he's talking like to the insurance guys, and he's like, you know, I don't want to hear about an act of God, or he's like abandoned like hell. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, he also um, uh, Jag mentions Lopan's name in this. Yeah. And this is when Uncle Chu really kind of. He got that from Wang, right? Like Wang, I guess, said that's Lopan or something uh, to I, him in the fight. Yeah, like, maybe. In the moment. But I, I know Lopan's name is mentioned this. Yeah. And this is when uh, Uncle Chu really kind of perks up. He's like, wait a minute. Y'all saw Lopan? How's that even possible? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all really saw him? And the storms, I think. Yeah. Like, Chu knew about the storms. And he's like, well, why didn't... Hey, like, Wang, why didn't you tell me that you saw Lopan? He's like, well, I didn't really want to bother you. He's like, I didn't want to scare you. I didn't want to bug yeah. you about it. Like, wait, <laughs> no, like... Literally, like the most notorious person in all of like Chinatown, and you don't even bother to mention him to me. I also notice in this scene, so it's like a it's pouring rain outside, and there's like a loud uh, crash of thunder and flash of lightning, which like spooks Wang, and he's looking all around. Like, and it didn't occur to me until my most recent time watching it that he must still be like on the lookout for the storms. Yes. Like when that stuff happens, he's like nervous that it might be lightning and thunder yep. showing up to fight them or whatever. It's called good directing. Yeah. Good directing. a good, like that had to be in the script too though. Don't you think? Or do you think, uh, it's hard to say came up with it on set. Uh, you know, it's hard to say you like get good actors and they do come up with little ideas like that. I feel like that's something that if, if, they, if you made it up on the spot, like that would take a lot of work, like, uh-huh. because you know, you have to, tell your actor that you need to react to this and then you actually have to uh make the thunder i i don't know how hard that probably was for them it's probably really easy just to flash a light and we'll add the sound in post or something like that but yeah that's a really good question man. I, I don't i just don't know the answer it's, we can maybe find some draft of the script but even yeah. then you don't know that it was like this shooting script wayne reacts to thunder <laughs> in the background so it's about this time that uh wayne's friend eddie walks in i think he introduces him introduces him as the maitre d' of the restaurant. Yeah. And uh, Eddie just like sort of spits out like, oh yeah, Lords of Death stole your truck. Yeah. Like how did he get that information? Like a customer walked in. Was, really? He just overheard them talking about if that. They, if it's that easy, then the police should already be on the case. You would think. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, you know what? I got to take it back for a second because I meant to say this earlier and I forgot. There was like easily 20 or 30 people killed in that alley, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, does that even make the news? Around there, like that. If that happened in real life, that would be national news, you know. Well, so I don't. Nobody came rushing when there was this yeah. giant green fireball. So, do you think they just like take care of their own around here and like they don't even know and calls the police? I think that the people, like, okay, so you remember when Jack and Wang pulled into that when they just first pulled into the alleyway and they and Jack tried to ask that old lady a question yeah. and she kind of closed the window. Closed the window. I think there's a lot of that going on. Okay. And, everyone's and looking the other way. Everybody's looking the other way. Nobody wants to really know what's going on. I don't care if there was this giant green explosion. <laughs> right. Eh, you wouldn't, I didn't see that when nothing, nothing here, <laughs> no. nothing happening. No, they're not snitching. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I didn't see it. <laughs> I think there's a whole lot of that going on. It's about this time that, uh, Wang's friend Eddie walks in and he's just like spouting exposition out. Yeah. Like it's like, uh, the, the Lord's death stole your truck, Jack. Uh, <laughs> They got your girl, and this is where she's at. (laughs) Right? And Eddie, he's like a just a goofy character. Like he's got a goofy, goofy clothes on, kind of seems like a dork. So I wanted I wanted to say that the guy that plays Eddie, his name is Donald Lee, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. He that dude is like a working actor. Yeah? Yeah. He was in the Avengers. 
Okay. He played like a world council member in the Avengers. Like, I don't even okay. remember what world council. I'm going to have to look him up there. Yeah, check but he's. Credits out. Uh, check out his IMDb. He's, he okay. shows up in like little, like he's a cop in this movie or he's like a world counselor in okay. Avengers or he's like something in this movie. Like that dude is like, uh, like working actor. <laughs> but he's like, man, he plays it kind of corny. Like you can tell he's just sort of a doofus. Well, I, I like, imagine that's the way John Carpenter, because yeah. the whole movie's just kind of silly. As silly as Jack is, like Donald, uh, Eddie Lee's character is even, is oh, even yeah. goofier. Like he, like there's no heroics about him. He's kind of seems like a slick talker. I think Wang says that he's a maitre d' of the restaurant. So that kind of makes sense. But yeah, he is just like, he's got all the information that they need. Honestly, I would think that the next 20 minutes of this movie is like the whole exposition. Pretty much. Because really, if you think about it, they haven't really explained a whole lot to us up to this point. It's been all action. Yeah. And so, yeah, he explains that uh, the Lords of Death were just looking to kidnap a girl to sell. And that, you know, Lo Pan now has ordered... uh, that that was a funeral for the good gang's leader that Lopan had ordered him assassinated. Like, yep. all this sort of information yep. to try to explain away everything that's happened already. Yeah, so Lopan had the guy in the funeral murdered, and then he came to the funeral and murdered other people. Right? That's that, hardcore right That's there. like some, some Don Corleone. That's some mafia <laughs> shit for y'all. <laughs> and then Gracie Law, like, bust in, which it's kind of... Interesting that she just walks into the back room of the restaurant, right? Yeah, like she it, like she belongs there. Like she has a weird weird way of. She's like, "Hi, I'm Gracie Law." She's sort of <laughs> stooped over, like she seemed like an old woman with like a shawl over yeah. her head. Then she flings it off, and she's like, "Don't worry, it's just me, Gracie Law." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is everything in this movie is very like overly broad. There's not a whole lot of like subtle nuance to anything really. Yeah, it's but, I mean like, that's just the style of the movie. It reads kind of like a 1950s screenplay like yeah. it's over the top with their dialogue and how they present themselves. Like they talk about themselves as if they are characters instead of talking about as if they're just like real people. You yeah. Know? And it's also like just sort of like madcap like just real quick talking like a mm-hmm. like you know like a Tracy and Hepburn or whatever like yeah. they're just snap 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 like keep the lines just coming fast and furious I, and I wonder jokes. if that was the way it was blocked or was that just an editing because you could do like they could have pasted it a lot slower when he was filming it and then yeah. just sped it up in editing that's true yeah I think yeah it was definitely like it achieves its purpose though which mm-hmm. is just to try to keep it moving quickly yes, even bang, though it's bang, a bunch bang, of exposition bang, bang. yeah you really have to listen because they, they everything they say it spells out some part of the story mm-hmm. but it's one of the beauties of watching films like several times over because you might miss something the first time and then yeah. you watch it again like oh I didn't realize this that's what they said in this in this scene. But so Gracie's also got a bunch of information that we need, right? <laughs> like she's like says, "Oh, the Lords of Death took Miao Yin to the whorehouse." You're like, how does she know that? Um, she's got her ear to the street, I guess. <laughs> like, <But laughs> like, I'm not a big fan of like movies where like the central characters know all the information in the entire world. It's like very nobody conven- else very convenient. knows anything else. Like there's not a random like cop or in the in the neighborhood. This, uh-huh. Or it's you know. I think she says that. They can try to buy her back, but it has to be tonight. Yeah. And then... And it's really expensive, too. They mentioned, yeah, because of the green eyes. Yeah. Like, I, I can't remember if it's Eddie or Chu or who mentions the green eyes, and she has that weird line about, oh, that's like a, what, leather bucket seats on a convertible yeah. or something like that. <laughs> he does just, compare it to a car. You, you double the price. <laughs> she just, like... He compares it to a car. That's, <laughs> that's, that's somebody you want on your side that's, right there. Yeah. So... 
<laughs> Around this time is when Uncle Chu starts like uh, talking about Lopan and right. he's the like mythos of him. Telling us how he's not a human. He's like yeah. a dream. And, and and Jack is again like, what are you talking well, it about? Is like, it's good for us that Jack is there because that's something we can sort of put ourselves in his shoes. Yeah. Like he's an outsider and none mm-hmm. of this means anything to him. Yeah. I think he even says like, you guys, I'm, I'm sort of feeling like an outsider here. Yeah. And they're like, you are. Like Gracie's <laughs> like, you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wang says he's got a plan on how they're going to get her back. And that's kind of like the end of this section of the movie. Yeah. What Wang says something really like over the top of this part too. He's like, what's that? I'll, I, I'm going to go, get her whether it takes my life or my death or just oh, something yeah. like that and you're just like ah oh, geez really dude well, like, but we've all been in love before yeah but it didn't stop you from eating your your dinner there uh, that's true <laughs> you like stop off to do a quick load of laundry yeah he, he wasn't in that big of a rush <laughs> <laughs> i guess he was getting his energy or something like that. right right um but that i think will wrap us for uh part three of the big trouble in little china breakdown yeah welcome we'll come back for episode four all right we'll be back all right thanks